0: Greetings, radio. everyone. Greetings, everyone. This is Mark Braxton. Uh, we are here on a very, very, very extremely hot Sunday, July 9th, 2020. Welcome to BitFriends' Blog Talk Radio show, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton, Raleigh, North Carolina, with the North Carolina Vitiligo Support Group. BitFriends is a national organization that sponsors this talk radio now, we are a national vitiligo support community. For more information about vitiligo and ways you can support our community, visit us at www.vitfriends.org. That is V-I-T-F-R-I-E-N-D-S.org for questions or comments. You can email us at support at vitfriends.org. This series is designed to give our brothers and sisters with Vitiligo a platform to share their personal stories about living with Vitiligo and also share their experiences with dating, relationships, mentorships, and and love, and or love. On today's show, I would like to welcome Katrina Christian. Katrina, are you there? I'm here. Yes, we do have Katrina. Sometimes we do have technical difficulties with the audio, And Katrina is here, so we're going to get started with our show. And Katrina, first of all, welcome. Hopefully you're having a wonderful Sunday. Now, Katrina, can you share with our listeners um, who you are, what you do within our local vitiligo community?
1: I am, uh, of course, my name is Katrina Christian. I am one of the um, state leaders for the North Carolina Vitiligo Support Community. Um, Myself, along with Mark Braxton, we uh, co-lead the group here in North Carolina.
0: Right. Now, in, in looking at our group and the things that we do, can you share with our listeners, and then we'll get to your personal story after this, but if you could share with our listeners some of the events that we have done in the past, even before I came on board, some of the things we have done to bring awareness to our community.
1: Well, of the um, local group here, we um, actually had uh, the opportunity to attend the um, Women's Empowerment event last year at the PNC Arena. Uh, We also was able to have um, a vendor table at one of the Carolina Hurricanes um, hockey games. We did have an event last year at one of the local banks here where we were able to educate and spread awareness about Little Ligo and we also have we have group meetings um we have um some actually also some some social events that we'd be able been able to um be a part of as well
0: All right now that's where I first met the group um at the the and Farmers Bank in the southeast Raleigh and that was my first experience and it's one of the best experiences I've had um just getting to meet others that are sharing some of the same experiences I'm having and just realizing, you know, I do have a family outside of my personal family. Uh, Katrina, can you share with our listeners um, your journey with Vitiligo? Um, Where did it start? What are some of the, um, as it was progressing, like what were your thoughts? What were you thinking as you were going through your changes and to where you're at now?
1: Yes, I uh, was diagnosed with vitiligo in July of 2012. I um, noticed a small spot on my knuckle and another spot on my wrist, but I really thought it was my eczema that was kind of flaring up because I really didn't um, pay much attention to it until it really started bothering me and it you know, started itching. So I decided to go to the dermatologist, and when I went, I thought I was just going to get a prescription for uh, cream for eczema. But it turned out to be vitiligo. And um, the doctor that I went to um, didn't really have any type of empathy um, that I was expecting, you know, expecting some explanation of what vitiligo Um, is and you know the treatments for it and you know but I I didn't get any of that I got a brochure I got a prescription for medication and was told that it may or may not work and he sent me on my way so I I left the office very um, I guess I didn't really know how to feel at that time but I knew what vitiligo was because then I knew that that was the um, condition that Michael Jackson had so I knew what to look for it down the road. And then, you know, my mind started going in a direction that I really didn't want it to go in, you know, as far as fear and, you know, um, things of that nature. Um, But I did, I did, was was able to find another dermatologist through my manager um, when I shared with her what, you know, I was going through. And she was actually the one that, pointed me in the direction of another um, dermatologist for vitiligo. She shared with me that her daughter actually has it as well, and I didn't know it at the time. So I went there and was able to get connected with with doctors that was able to to treat me and and give me some options for my treatment. Um, And I did decide to do the light therapy for a few years um but I decided to discontinue that because my vitiligo was spreading faster than the treatment was helping. Um but my journey, um Go ahead, I'm sorry.
0: Oh no, I was just gonna just jump in there real quick. Um then I'll let you continue. Um I think with some of our members in our community, and this could be worldwide, but some of us share the same stories about going to certain doctors and not really getting that support that you need. That sometimes you go to a doctor, you think you're going to get, you know, some comfort and, like you said, some compassion, some sympathy, and we don't always get that. We get a, this is what it is. You pay for your prescription and go on, and not realize, not realizing that they can leave us more broken than anything else. And um, and I share that same story with you, not not to tell the doctor's name, but we went to the same doctor, and we had the same experience.
1: Yes, but and that, that can, was um, very I disturbing just to, to share me. <laughs> that,
0: right. right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if you'll go ahead and continue um, with your journey, and then um, I have a few more questions to kind of follow up from there.
1: Okay. And as, you know, my vitiligo progressed, you know, fear set in, Um you know, I, I I won't say that I was at the point of depression, but I was definitely headed in that direction. Um, but I was, was um, I don't want to get into the dating part of it, but I was dating someone at the time who helped me um, through, through the journey, um, along with my families we'll and, and um, my friends.
0: We'll come back to the dating at the end.
1: Yeah. Um, along um, with my family, my friends, and, and the support of my church.
0: Right.
1: Well, yeah, the, since, since, my, uh, since I've been diagnosed, I've, I've actually um, been able to push through a lot of things, and I really, really don't think I would be at where I am today if it wasn't for, for one reason, for the support of the vitiligo community and the support groups, mm. um, particularly VitFriends.
0: How did you find the community?
1: Um, I was at a women's fellowship um, at my church, and this I was sitting next to one of the uh, young ladies of the church, and she noticed the vitiligo on my hands, and she asked me if I was familiar with VitFriends, and she told me that she had a friend in Boston who uh, was a leader of a group, and she put me in contact with Valerie, so that's how I got involved with VitFriends, okay. and then I. Joined, that was in 2013, I believe. Okay. Well, and at that point, I hooked, got connected. I'm sorry?
0: Yes, about the North Carolina group?
1: Yes, that's that's when I hooked up with Valerie and then became a part of the North Carolina group. Okay, okay. At that time, was um, was a leader under Kawanda Evans.
0: Okay, correct. Kawanda and Terrell also one of the leaders at the time, or was this Kawanda?
1: Just Kawanda. Terrell came okay. on, I want
0: to say, in 2018. Okay. Yeah, I'm still a baby within the group, so I'm still learning, you know, some um, of the ins and outs and who started what and, and who was there at the beginning. So I'm, I'm still learning. So if I have questions, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to ask them, but I am because I feel like it, it's good to educate ourselves. Um, now, your nephew has been one of your greatest support as well. Um, I've run into him all the – every time there was a con- – uh, not a conference, but we had like a um, – one of the outdoor festivals, he always had a card. He's like, look, I've noticed you have been a little This is my aunt. Come talk to her, blah, blah, blah. And I still have three cards that, he get, that he's given me over the time. Um, uh, over the past three or four years, and I was just resisting. Uh, but I'm glad that I came on board and had an opportunity to get to know you and Terrell and Kawan and some of the other members. Um, it's been life-changing. Now, can you share with us um, some of the challenges? Now, I know Vitalago has pushed you to step into some doors um, and, uh, and opportunities you have never taken, but what were some of the challenges before you even got there?
1: Uh, fear, of course. You know, not knowing what what the future was going to hold as far as my um, my outward appearance, um, and I struggle with with not able to wear makeup because um, I I was I sing with the, on the praise team of my church, and uh, one of the struggles was you know wearing you know going without makeup on my legs. Um, right. So what I did was, and it's actually you know leads into. Um the relationship part I um uh, before I got married I you know was wanting to wear the makeup on my legs and my hands and cuz I didn't want it to show in any pictures whatsoever. So right. Right. I found this this company in New York. And they call it your, the, their second skin. So I flew to New York a one-day trip flew to New York to get this makeup to put on my legs to put on my hands for my wedding day. Right. But that that became to be very very tedious to put apply this every Sunday morning, you know, just to be up front so nobody wouldn't see my vitiligo. But I had to get to a place where I had to be comfortable with myself. Right. And I decided that I was not going to do that anymore. I spent hundreds of dollars to cover up. Right. Hundreds of dollars to cover up and I just had to get to a point where I was comfortable with me and how I looked. Right. And see,
0: Katrina, these are the stories that people don't know about those of us who live with Vidaligo, about the hiding, the covering up, the measures we would take to feel normal or to look normal and You know, and and we do hide in so many different ways, and it's not—it's not always healthy. But it's what we have to do to, as as we call it, survival in this world that sees you know normalcy as looking like what we see on Hollywood. But um, in talking about that with the makeup and second skin, in the future, uh, actually next week, we're—I'm going to bring on board a um, a cosmetic company. Um, it's a, it's an upstart just to talk a little bit about Up and and what um, these companies can do to support our community that where what works for our skin um because you know our skin is very unique it's very different you know you deal with so many different shades um, and you know you have to know what works and sometimes we don't and sometimes other people don't and i, I feel like that's an importance of Um, coming together with other organizations, other companies, other individuals to build these relationships so we can have a better understanding of all of us and and what we go through. And for our listeners, I feel like they don't always understand what we deal with. Now, in talking about um, how it has helped you, can you share some of those situations where will have helped you, has pushed you to be who you are today?
1: Yes, uh vitiligo, I believe has has pushed me into purpose. Um, and I say that because, you know, it's it's um actually made me grow. It's pushed me in a in the direction and in doing things that I never dreamed that I would I would do. Um since having vitiligo, I um have been involved in uh different projects. Um Modeling projects, a couple of modeling projects um i've right. had opportunities to to speak to to people um and i s you know I'm hoping that you know me speaking to people me being you know more up front um without makeup will help people to embrace who they are um, right. and and to love themselves first of all and just not just be comfortable in the skin they're in. And not just people with vitiligo any 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 situation or condition
0: exactly.
1: or um just to be comfortable in who you are the and I uh, think most that's recent good. i guess the the project that I was involved in last mm-hmm. year um the skinnnaman project with feral Phelps was was really um right something I never ever dreamed that I would be a part of, but that was that was something that um I will always be grateful for.
0: Right. And it was a, I, I saw various um, pages from the book and of course we saw your spread. and It was great, you know, and what people don't realize that, you know, it takes a lot of courage for our community to step out to do these things, you know, just like when we did our uh, photo shoot and to put it out there to show off our skin, not hide it, but also it gives us an opportunity to, Encourage other people who may not have the deligo, but have other other challenges that they are hiding from. I don't want other people to know. Um, mm-hmm. And just like you said, to love yourself—that's very important. Now, I want to move into this um, love and relationships. Uh, I think you have a an awesome story to share because you know some some people in our community. You know, some are single and desire to have those great relationships and sometimes we shy away from them because of how we look or how we think people are going to uh, view us, you know, once they see the go, and they're like, eh. So I think sometimes we put that stigma on ourselves. But can you share your story about your relationship as much as you want and, and just give us some encouragement for those who are looking to after COVID nineteen is gone, to get back into the dating scene and feel have a of normalcy with relationship.
1: As I mentioned, I was um, diagnosed with vitiligo in um, June of 2012. Um, I had been dating um, the gentleman since January of 2012, and when I was um, first diagnosed, he knew I was going to be going to the to the doctor. But, you know, of course, he didn't. We both, neither one of us thought it was going to be the diagnosis that I received. But anyway, um, when I uh, walked out of that office, I I really didn't know how I was going to share with him that I, you know, have vitiligo. And I didn't know how he was going to accept it. Um, I was afraid that he was going to walk away from the relationship because we had only been dating for six months. So I got up the courage and I told him and you know I was just kind of just waiting um for the worst response I guess. But he um he told me that, you know, um it didn't bother him, that it was just skin and it wasn't enough to turn him away. So that really, really um touched my heart. And right then, I knew that this this is a person that I I want in my life. So we um, he proposed to me in in July of um, 2013, and um, we're married today, six years. He's been my um, really big big support. You know, he tells me I'm beautiful, even when I don't feel like it. He tells me I'm beautiful. Um, always makes me feel special. Um, so, you know, it's, it's been, a, it's been, a, it's been a, a wonderful journey with my husband, with vitiligo. Good,
0: good. And, and, you know, you said something that's very important, is that he constantly tells you that you're beautiful. You know, I think we don't always hear that enough, even without Fideligo. We don't hear words of affirmation enough. Um, and people just don't realize how important those words are to hear. You know, I care for you. I love you. You're beautiful. You're this. You know, and really, and somebody really means it. You know, those words can change your life. And um, with our community as well, you know, always tell each other and tell yourself. You know, I'm beautiful. You know, give yourself those words. Um, sometimes you don't have to wait for other people because it may not come within that day. You know, you may not always hear it that day, but look in the mirror and say to yourself, You know, I'm beautiful.
1: This is exactly right. And
0: believe it. You know.
1: Mhm. Cuz if you don't believe it, you have to be, you know, present yourself um very comfortable um with yourself and and um knowing that you are beautiful just the way you are. Right.
0: Right. And I always, you know, I always write something confidence. Inspirational. Right confidence is important. And I always write things on my Facebook page to try to encourage people because we all are struggling with different things, and I, I firmly believe if you want somebody to love you, you have to learn how to love yourself first. You are always your first greatest love story, you know? And um, and people would take notice, and with between you and Doug, he noticed, he took notice, and it didn't matter to him if you have vitiligo or not. He loves you regardless, you know, and that's very important for all of us. Um, now, you, was, you know it was, you know, it heart. was it uh, was
1: for me to from for me to for me to it took a little time for me to really really accept it. Um right. uh, because you know the tears were still, you know, flowing, the fear was still there. Right. And then one day he just came to me and said, "I need to know what you're going to do. Are you going to live?" Wow. That was a decision that I had I had to make. And I made a decision right. that I was going to live with vitiligo.
0: I'm oh, good, and that was the best decision you could have ever made. So yep. So he,
1: you, know, you know, I you know, I appreciate. hmm
0: I was going to say.
1: I was just going to say. I just you know appreciate you know um, him being a part of my life, and you know I don't ever take it for granted. Right The support that he has given yes. to me
0: that's important, very important, very, very, very um and, and that's I was just going to say to our listeners you know uh, that are out there, having that support means a whole lot um, and you know, if you have friends with Vitiligo or know somebody with Vitiligo, you know reach out to them, they may not always be comfortable you know, with your first approach, but still still that person's with kindness, show that person's in love because we don't know what they're struggling with internally because um, we all need it. We all need that support. We'll get it from our, from our families, but also friends. We need it from you, too, you know. Um, but I was going to say, Katrina, you have a, a kind of a mentorship. You have a group of young ladies that whenever we get together, you have kind of taken under your wing. Can you share a little bit, and you don't necessarily have to say their names or anything, but just talk about that relationship you've built with them?
1: Yeah, a couple of teenagers that, you know, I just, you know, they just, my heart is just, you know, with them. Um, uh, one of them have now become my uh, our goddaughter. Um, she has been a, really an inspiration to me as well. She's very comfortable. And another young lady, a teenager that I met through a coworker of mine um I, I saw her in the cafeteria at work, and I noticed that she had vitiligo um i knew her, I knew of her mother, but you know we have always talked but i never we never shared she never shared with me that her daughter um has vitiligo so when I first, when I saw her in the cafeteria, I just ran to her and just embraced her um And so, you know, to this day, the two of those young ladies have been um, really, really a part of my life, and I'm just grateful to have them. Um, And they they shared with me that they have grown and, you know, have been more comfortable um, with their vitiligo. So, you know, I just want to be, you know, support to them and, you know, to encourage them in any way that I can.
0: And, and yes, and they're very outspoken, uh, spoken about their struggles. Um, I recall, remember when I had um, a presentation for the um, Wake County Teacher Assistant Association organization, and one young lady couldn't make it because she was sick, and the other one said, I'll do it. And the presentation was very open. It was very honest. And, you know, that's what I think we need, too, to hear here for my youth, Because as adults, you know, once we reach a certain age, I feel like we get set in our ways and it's harder for us to come out and say, this is how I feel about living with vitiligo or this with vitiligo. But our youth, I feel are more open to say, this is what it is. Here's my experience. This is what I need from you or or whoever. Uh, I just feel like they're more open. And I'm so proud to see your interaction with them. Um, Hopefully we can get more men, and I say that uh, because I think that's one of our challenges, to get more men and young boys to come forward, you know, to say I need some support, I need some help, uh, or I just need to be around people that love me, that care for me, or that understand me. Um, And um, hopefully we can, you know, once this world gets back to a point where we can be with each other, um, that we can bring more people on board that's willing to share, more young people that's willing to come out and share. Katrina, um, mm-hmm. anything you want to add uh, before we wrap things up?
1: Uh, the only thing I, you know, I just really want to to add is that, you know, um, again, just you know, for for individuals who have vitiligo, just to be comfortable um, in their skin, and if you. I, I, someone told me once, once, through and I heard, you know, I've heard it a couple of times that, you know, if you think somebody is staring at you, they are, <laughs> um, but just, you know, just I, when I see somebody staring at me, you know, I'll stare back at them and I'll just say hello um, and hoping it'll open up, a, you know, some conversation for them to ask me um, what, what is the condition that I have, or what, what's wrong with my skin, or why do I look a certain way? Because um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to talk with them. So if if you see somebody looking at you, they're looking at you for a reason, and it's it's an opportunity for you to spread awareness and educate people um, with vitiligo, on vitiligo.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and trust me, they do stare. And they do look at us
1: they they do they um, do stare you know and and I realize that mm-hmm. and and it's okay i'm 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 okay with staring right. I look back at them and smile right and say hello and keep keep it moving
0: <laughs> yes, yes, Katrina, I'm gonna have to stop it here, Well we're gonna run out of time in just a few minutes. I would like to say thank you so much for coming on board and being open and honest with us about your journey. And for our listeners, thank you for listening in. Um, Tune in next week for another episode. But once again, Katrina, thank you. Tell Doug I said hello. Thank you, Mark, for the opportunity. You're welcome. And be safe out there and try to avoid this heat because it is really hot.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Well, take care and have a blessed day. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank
1: you. Have a great week.
0: All right. Thank you. All right, listeners. This ends our show. Everyone, take care. Um, have a wonderful day. Remember, if you have questions about vitiligo, want to support our uh, organization, it is vitfriends.org. V-i-t-f-r-i-e-n-d-s.org. Don't forget the www. dot in front of it. of it is headed up by Valerie Molyneux, who is our president. Um, so, any questions? Anything about vitiligo? We have you. We can answer as much as we can, as much as we know. But thank you for listening in, and I will hopefully, well, hopefully you will tune in next week. I'll be here next Sunday, two o'clock. Take care. Have a blessed day.